This is Under the Low Bridge, an unconventional history of the Erie Canal. In honor of the 200th anniversary of its construction, the History Department at the University of Rochester presents six environmental stories. And you're listening to Here You Are. Low Bridge, everybody down. Low Bridge, far we come and do it down. I'm Henry Scharf. I'm Kyle Crisatello. And I'm Michaela Burrell. And you're listening to Part 4, No Muskrat Love. Imagine, it's 1871. The bustle of commerce and progress fills the air in the quaint little town of Fairport, New York. Nestled about nine miles east of Rochester. Everything in this quaint little town seems peaceful and calm. But then, out of nowhere, a 510-foot section of the mighty barge canal has given way. Water streams through the town and surrounding farms with brute force, leaving destruction in its wake. The culprit was not human error, and not sabotaged by angry laborers. So who could have caused such a catastrophe? Muskrats. The cute, furry, beaver-looking little rodents. You know, they actually aren't that cute, Henry. They look like the clump of hair that collects in your shower drain. Well, that's gross. Okay, we aren't going to agree on whether or not muskrats are cute, but that's not what matters here. Kyle, you're telling me these things are capable of destroying a canal? Well, Michaela, you're the expert here after all. What can you tell us about them? First of all, it doesn't do justice for me to just say that they aren't cute. They're disgusting. The term muskrat actually comes from the musk gland that is at the base of their tails. They secrete a foul-smelling fluid from this gland to mark their territory. Charming. Exactly. So, as I was saying, muskrats can be found in slow-moving waterways, such as a stream or... A canal. Yep, and if you have a canal, your chances of obtaining a muskrat are pretty high. Apparently, they're naturally pretty curious and not suspicious of human behavior, so they wouldn't necessarily be scared off by humans building a canal in their habitat. But they're still just big rats, right? What's so bad about having muskrats near your canal? Well, the issue comes from how a muskrat lives. Muskrats are natural ecosystem architects. If you destroy or alter their habitat... Like building a canal through it. They'll try to reshape it back into something they like. I mean, that makes sense. How would you feel if someone started building a highway between your kitchen and living room? So, what exactly does this mean for the environment? Muskrats are keystone species. This means that other species in an ecosystem, in this case a river, depend upon the muskrat, and the muskrat relies heavily upon the ecosystem. If a muskrat's way of life is changed, then the entire ecosystem will change too. If something weird is going on with the muskrats, then something weird must be going on in the ecosystem. Well, has this always been the case? I can't help but wonder, why are these muskrats where they are? Why are there even so many of them? In order to understand muskrats, it's important to understand the fur trade. As I mentioned before, muskrats are naturally curious critters, and they aren't super wary of human activity. This makes them, well, clubbable. They're ugly, but I don't think they should die because of that. You know what? I'm actually starting to feel kind of bad for these guys. Well... Bad news for muskrats is good news for fur trappers. On top of being easy to catch, muskrats are also somewhat easy to skin. You make a few cuts, peel gently, and you have a muskrat pelt. This made it so that basically anyone in the 1800s through the mid-1900s who wanted to be a muskrat trapper could pretty much figure it out without any training. Muskrats can even be farmed in a sense. As long as you put them in the right environment, such as wetlands along a canal, and give them sufficient food, 
they'll reproduce like nobody's business. Looks like muskrat love. Now, around the time of the 1871 collapse, the world muskrat market consisted of a yearly harvest of about 2.5 million pelts a year. This may sound like a lot, but the market didn't reach its peak until the 1920s and 30s, where about 10 million pelts were sold annually. That said, according to some sources, muskrats have historically been the most widely distributed fur-bearing animals in the eastern U.S. So, they're pretty much everywhere. Even places you wouldn't necessarily expect. Apparently, you can find muskrat dens in every single borough in New York City today. Also, they may look unassuming, but muskrats are actually pretty aggressive. A Boston Globe article from 1897 describes a group of muskrats that attacked a man after being driven out of their den by a nearby house fire. The poor guy ended up having to fight off and run away from 15 muskrats. All right, all right. So we've established that muskrats are aggressive. And that they were pretty much ubiquitous in the late 1800s. And that they have some serious geoengineering capabilities. But most importantly, they also have serious destructive capabilities. Just ask the town of Fairport, New York. This episode was made possible by the generous support of several departments at the University of Rochester. The Here You Are team would like to thank Melissa Mead and the Department of Rare Books and Special Collections, Blair Tinker and the Digital Scholarship Lab, Stephen Ressner at the Department of Audio and Music Engineering, and last but not least, the Department of History. Oh, bridge, everybody down.